You're listening to the Optimal State Podcast. Here we go. Hive Mind Detonation in three, two, one. Let's go. Confronting the lies and bringing the truth to light. The, truth. the mainstream. You can't handle the truth. Has been put on notice. This is the Optimal State Podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so you were saying like, okay, Tucker Carlson, you're saying... Because he has a wide audience, we're talking, you know, pretty much millennials. I don't think it really goes much lower than millennials. There's not too many Gen Zers watching Tucker Carlson, I don't think. It's a small percentage. But I think, it, you know, millennials all the way up to, you said earlier, your grandma is listening to Tucker Carlson. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. I think, well, what were you saying exactly? I'm sorry. I, I just think that it's, I, I, I'm following, I'm following. Like, you know, I you know, they've done a good job of, like, kind of uh, making it seem that anybody that watches a certain person is of a certain type of uh, political uh, affiliation of some sort. You know, it's like, oh, you see Tucker Carlson, oh, that's a fucking boomer right there watching Fox News, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the younger generation, from what I understand, my cousin, like, they don't, like, my cousin, my cousin and, like, he's 21, like, none of them watch that shit, you know what I mean? Like... And I, I guess maybe we didn't watch that either when we were at that age, you know. I wasn't watching freaking Sean Hannity at, you know, and I, I thought he was like a total douche, so I, I, I didn't want to watch him. Uh, I remember an episode. So. I, I remember watching John Stewart on. It was uh, what was it? Crossfire or something? Some super old show from like the two, early two thousands, I think, on Fox. And this is Tucker was on there with another host, an older guy. And back then, he used to wear a bow tie. And I remember watching Jon Stewart go on the show and do what I thought in my mind was eviscerate these hosts because I was like, oh, look at this uptight prick, like shaved, super shaved face, bow tie, like, you know, everything very buttoned up. And, you know, Jon Stewart's up there like real loose, you know, stand up comedian vibe, like looks like he just had a bender the night before. And he's like, you guys are the problem with media. You guys, like, you lie, you lie. Isn't it funny how 20 years later the tables have, like, completely turned, it seems? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> It's funny because I do remember Tucker Carlson wearing a bow tie back then. Yeah, dude. And, I mean, even now he's, like, you know, I'm actually, like, I, I take Tucker. I, like, would tune in, like, on, uh, you know, in the, in the morning. I, like, kind of, I like his... Um, I like, I like his take and I, I felt and we could definitely get more into that stuff, but, uh, it's funny even now, like, you know, he still tucks his shirt into his, into his khakis. He's still like, I've never seen the guy with like a, a bit of facial hair ever. Uh, you know, it's just, he's a Connecticut boy through and through, even though I don't know if he's from Connecticut, but seems that way. You can't trust him is because he's got ties to like the same elitist people that, you know, we're supposed to kind of uh, think of the enemy and um you know it's uh he's like a frat boy you know and uh a frat boy with like semi you know well, what used to be semi-libertarian principles now he's just uh you know i mean you know there's some things that i i you know i agree with him on and there are uh, some things that you know are just like sensation sensationalized you know and but that's news for you um uh, and I think that people probably look at anybody who watches the news as like, that's old, 
You know what I mean? Like the younger generation, they don't get their news from Fox News or CNN. They get their news from Instagram and Facebook, you know? Yeah, but you know, I also think that, uh, or, or YouTube, and I think Tucker was... Yeah, exactly. I, I never watched like Fox News per se. Tucker Carlson, to me, was a major presence on YouTube. Um, I like I thought his he had those like five to ten minute monologue openers, which to me there wasn't necessarily the Tucker Carlson show or whatever the name of his show was. It was those ten minute monologue openers because they were bangers. Like he had like two to three absolute banger monologues a week, I think, and he really was like kind of pushing a lot of the the envelope and. You know, if if you go with the narrative that they're pushing and you're 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 buying into it, it does seem plausible that that was why they got rid of him. You know, because he really was pushing the envelope a little too much, and not so much Rupert Murdoch, but I I think his kids more so who are more in control of his media empire, Fox News. Um, you know, they tend to actually to be a lot more liberal, more in line with the whole. BlackRock, DEI stuff, you know, yeah. they're, they're not, like, super on board with the, um, you know, with Tucker coming out with his hot takes on January 6th or, uh, you know, the trans drag story time and indoctrinating your kids into that stuff. You know, they're like, hey, man, can we maybe relax on that stuff? Why don't you stick to typical Fox News conservative talking points? Talk about, like, how much you hate Joe Biden. Can't you just focus on that, like, five days a week? Why do you have to like go on these tangents talking about the Federal Reserve? You know, they're like, and that was what was interesting about Tucker Carlson. He actually did touch on those, what up until I, I really think like pre-COVID times were considered not uh, appropriate for the mainstream. They were considered Alex Jones territory. They were like, you know, tinfoil hat land. If you're into this stuff, fine, but like, we're not going to take you seriously. I think Tucker did a, an interesting job, a real almost Trojan horse, if you will, in that he goes there with the Connecticut boy, uh, you know, bow tie Fox News talking head approach. And what does he kind of like unleash? And I, I, I think maybe if if we do go along with what they're saying based on the media narrative, that's really what they kind of are saying happened. You know, they're like, oh, man, we were a little too late to, to stop this this flood from from going out. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think it's going to help him in the end because it's going to end up, he's going to get a younger user, um, a younger viewer base because he'll, he'll probably do like a Joe Rogan type thing. And uh, more people will listen to him because that's like, uh, I think... He, re- he does tend to resonate with younger conservative libertarian voters and people. And uh, I think him not being on Fox News, which, you know, everybody rolls their eyes when you hear Fox News. You know, everybody, yeah. you know, it's same with CNN. You know what I mean? It's like, give me a fucking break. I don't want to hear that shit. You know, I, I, I you know, and even me, you know, like, it's just uh, the very fact that I think that um, he was on Fox News maybe even held him back because, you know, people like my grandmother stay up to watch him. You know what I mean? It's not like... You know, I, anybody that has a life isn't going to tune in to Tucker Carlson every night, you know what I mean, unless their parents or somebody, you know, that brought them to that, uh, brought them there. Uh, I think him going on, 
whether if it's Spotify or having his own podcast or whatever it is, I think he'll get younger people because they're more interested in that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's why I think you know there's there's an uh, there's a part of me that's like, is how much of this is a scripted thing? How much of this is actually supposed to be playing out like like this? Um, well, I mean, they're not giving him a severance package, so I mean, why would they have the you know? I heard they were scripted. giving him a severance package though. That's no, what I, no, no, they're not. I no, well, not no. a severance package, but I heard they're letting him finish his contract. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I think they're trying to not give him like a severance or something. Well, that's but still, I mean, he has like a contract. I think it's something like until twenty twenty seven, right? Yeah, and I mean, if you're making like millions and not having to show up to work, I mean, man, that sounds nice. <laughs> However, I don't know if that if that means he has like some sort of like no compete clause in there, in that that means he's out of work up until then. And he'd be in breach of contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like that, that. That's actually very, very possible. And we might only see him like hanging on the periphery, like doing interviews and stuff, which would be unfortunate. But I feel like that might be what the play was. They really wanted to neuter that sort of populist voice. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone else has the had the megaphone for those sorts of what he, what he was presenting. You know, I mean, you got to go way, way down now and, like, start filtering out. I mean, what's what's the next tier? Like, there's nothing, like, that's, you know, quote-unquote mainstream that's that's talking about that. So now <clears throat> we're going where? We're going into not even, I mean, YouTube for sure, but I guess you got to go to, like, BitChute. You got to start looking for InfoWars. I mean, that's, that was, like, I would say who was most closely tracking a lot of what Alex Jones was talking about. Or I'm sorry, what uh, Tucker Carlson was talking about. In my opinion, I don't know. I mean, there were some. I feel like the Daily Wire is like so focused on like cultural stuff. If we're trying to talk about like conservative esque, libertarian esque in that direction, media stuff, but um, you don't, you don't, you're not like really too much into. You don't listen to too much like other. Uh, like content creators or anything like that, right? Like you're just more of a, a guy who, you know, you know your stuff and you kind of like stick with it. Yeah, no, I do. I, um, you know, I, I do listen to varying different uh, um, people on YouTube, but it's mostly like I, I watch like a lot of fi- uh, finance stuff, uh, at least on my uh, TV at home. Um Trying to think what's of, like some yeah, finance kind of... stuff you've been watching like what's some uh like a lot of crypto related stuff uh just in general you know I, I like i like watching peter schiff a lot i watch uh who else um i forget the name of it um god brain's tried um ah man a wealthy on wealthy and cool you know the, he's got like financial advisors but you know i i just because the thing is to me it's just like if you can kind of pre- you know, look at where markets are headed and stuff like that. You can kind of see where, like, where we're going, and that's why I kind of watch it because, you know, I, I I enjoy predicting outcomes. You know what I mean? That's what I'm all about. You know, whether it's the weather, you know, crypto, or you know what I mean. So that's kind of, um, you know, what I what I'm interested in. And I, I do catch, you know, I never get the names. I don't have like playlists and like, you know, I don't subscribe to anybody. I don't think I have one subscribed to on YouTube. I just kind of go through them, and I always forget people's names that I watch. Huh. Um, you know, um, but you know, a value tainment, 
you know, that, that that's another one that I, I'll watch every once in a while. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Like the Muslim dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, he's, he's good. He's, he's fun. He's like always like so into it. He's got like a lot of... Yeah, he uh, asks good questions. And he does ask good questions. I feel like he's very interested, and I, I, I dig that. You know, I think that that's great. And it's like the name, I, uh, it's good because I think it, it reflects what he's trying to bring. You know, similar to our uh, our name, and uh, I might as well, like, you know, we, we're, we're this far in. Let's, let's give a little introduction to uh, what you guys are listening to. This is the Optimal State Podcast. Welcome. Thank you guys for listening. If you've uh, been with us this far, we are a uh, conversational sort of program between uh, myself, my name is Jared, and my buddy Adam, and uh, we try to really focus, make our conversations kind of focus in on the truth. We're, we're just like looking for the truth. We're like an episode of the X-Files, just on repeat, you know, we're just... The truth is out there and we're searching for it and we don't have necessarily the answers but i mean if you really think about that phrase i i mean the answers is pretty wild that we've even been sold that anybody has the answers what are the answers that's weird but we may have some answers or at least some interesting ideas that we could explore and we think that that's some value that we could offer to you all in this and the craziness that uh, is going on in the world. But uh, yeah, if you like what you hear, this is, again, the Optimal State Podcast. And uh, I think we're on episode 21. You can follow us on Twitter at Optimal State Pod or uh, just give us a follow here, whatever you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think we're on... uh, where else are we on? We're on like um, Kazakh Kazakhstan TV, I believe. Where or uh, was it Uzbekistan? I forget. Adam, what was it, dude? You remember? Uh, I believe it's uh, channel thirteen hundred, and uh, um, <laughs> the the I don't even Himalayan, the Himalayan Islands. Yeah, I'm gonna try. The Kandahar province of... There could have been Himalayan islands at one point yeah, if the sea levels yeah. had risen extremely, extremely high. That's true. That is very true. Which the Bible says, which is kind of interesting, that there were waters released from the deep and then came up. So that's kind of interesting to think that maybe all that came up from below. Uh, what would you say? Oh, nothing. I'm just waxing poetic about creation myths. But uh, we, I'm, I'm getting a little distracted. I think we should kind of stay on topic. We were uh, talking about one Tucker Carlson. But I, I do think that, you know, what's interesting about uh, the, the Tucker Carlson story is it is a sort of Rubicon that was crossed. I mean, I don't think any other time in, our, in the modern age have we seen a talking head like that adopt such a sort of cult of influence um you know i think we were talking earlier probably actually i think we were talking before even this uh we started recording we were talking about uh like his influence like how how wide it is you know from millennials to all the way really to like the greatest generation you know those who are still with us um and i think your grandmother is like pretty up there 
And uh, that's just pretty astounding that like you could have that that wide of a, of a reach. And I, I I think that that's almost it's it's so subtle in in the power that it really is. And I think that those in power, the the sort of Bilderberg Bros, you know, the uh, the globalist goons, all those guys, like they're scared of that because that's that's their game. Their game is power. Their game is maintaining power. And they see someone who has a nightly program that a lot of people, a lot of people who are starting to get a little fed up with stuff, you know, like people who aren't normally that fed up, people who are just fine, you know, with like all paying 50 plus percent of their income to taxes uh, with dealing with the, the the state of violence and crime and degeneracy in the world, you know they're fine dealing with with that as long as they get their you know their porno on their phones and they get their their cheap calories at all their fast food joints and they could like upgrade their car every five to ten years. These people are fine and they get the, but the globalists then get a little agitated or they get a little uh, put on notice I think when they see these people not being so fine. And I, I think that's what uh, Tucker was starting to hit that nerve a lot. He was like, can you believe this? And everybody was like, yeah, I can't believe that. Are you serious? And I, and I, I think, you know, episodes ago, we were talking about like my brother and my brother's a great, you know, real like salt of the earth guy. And he's talking, he's sending me stuff like this, you know? And I'm like, if it's hitting him, if it's zinging into his brain, that's like pretty astounding, I think. And I, I really do think it's touched on so many people. I don't know the numbers offhand, but we, so many people tune, tune in to Tucker on a daily basis. So that now, now where do these people go? Who are they listening to now? I mean, they're, like where is their attention going? What, and I, I'm also wondering, is, is there so, I, I feel it, like there's got to be something like, like a big, big, big thing that they're hoping all the, the uh, attention floating around will then be able, like, like a funnel, just like they'll pull the plug out from the tub and everything will just start ringing around like a, you know, like a whirlpool in all this attention that suddenly just like floating in like this kind of stasis mode right now like where do we look and then just <laughs> right down right down the drain i mean i don't know i guess we'll see but uh always seems like there's something that they're cooking up and uh that something could be this whole move to a central currency you know the central digital currency and uh fed now cbdc and I do think that some sort of event such as, uh, you know, what do you think? You think like, I think an EMP is very likely to be the culprit because it's like, it's so clean, you know, they could just like, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be an EMP. I mean, these towers, these 5G power, 5G towers, I don't like, what can they emit? If they could just emit like a big old like, flash of electromagnetic radiation out and fry everything and then they'll be like oh it was the Chinese or the Koreans or the Iranians they just it 
they popped off on EMP, and now, I mean, we wouldn't even hear that, actually. We'd hear that from some, I don't know, some government agent coming to the area. It would be wild, though, if, we, if there was something along those lines. If there was just, like, some sort of grid-down situation. What would you do? What would, what would be, like, you know, if, if the power just went out right now, what would you do? Uh, the technology that they have is their main source of uh, 
us becoming a slave group, uh, slaves, you know? And, uh, you know, without that technology they can use, they can't track you, they can't, you know, they, they can't take everything from you. Um, because the, uh, God knows how long it would take just for all the electronics to come back. And uh, it could do years and years and years worth of damage. And uh, I don't think that it's worth it for them to do that. Um, because I, I believe in, you know, they, they want to make a slave system through a, a technocratic state of, uh, you know, straight, uh, what, would, what would you call it, social credit score and all that stuff. And they can't do all that if they fry everything. I mean, that'd be kind of stabbing their, you know, stabbing their, uh, themselves in the foot. And another thing is, too, you risk people getting together and rebuilding society in a way that you can't control. You know, you're going to cut off connections with everybody else, and then people start forming their own little communities and start doing things the old way and start getting back into the old habits that they're trying to disintegrate. Yeah, but and, let uh, me... I, I'm, I, I totally hear that, and I think that's all, like, super valid. What I would just say, though, is they're, like... Is they're kind of... Um, I don't know. It's, like, their, their intentional move, which is, like, part of, like, a, a control collapse, population collapse, that... I think they would uh, destroy most of the grid, but then they would, you know, they would contain and, and protect the stuff that they would want to then bring into the next age. And that's, you know, they, they have their bunkers. I'm sure they have way more than just like survival bunkers, you know, with cots in them and uh, so a, a whole lot of water and cans of soup. They have whole like, like yeah, uh, missile silos like probably full of like well, stuff you know totally yeah that too but also i'm thinking also like they have the infrastructure or the resources ready to to put to work like to build up infrastructure i think i think they have that on tap and if this were to if things were to go down i don't know on the one hand i'm like are they as are they as like unprepared as they kind of present themselves because, like, I feel almost everything they do and they present themselves as it's the opposite, you know? Like, they always present themselves as these sort of savior savior figures, that they're always doing these things for altruistic purposes. But it never it's never that, obviously. I mean, it's, you know, a whole system built on usury, uh, debt, war, death. I, I think they have other, uh, other ways to really trying to screw us all over um i'm not saying that emp wouldn't happen but i just think that they wouldn't really uh um use that just yet unless things maybe really got out of hand maybe yeah i would just so my 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 final point on that though was just that the one thing the extra reason they would do that is because it would completely make everybody helpless like even the most powerful people would just be like feudal warlords you know we'd be reverted back to what you see in Central Africa, you know, the, a lot of the, you have like warlords who control roads and most people are just live in like little villages away from the main road and they live out there because they're scared of the warlords controlling the road, which then the road is like the only paved area where you could have like trucks go through and the trucks have actual resources on them. So you have this sort of like highway banditry system that's in place and these the these sort of like you know globalist un types they know this this is the system they've put in place they know exactly how it's run in africa because they're running it 
they're the ones who are like guarding these uh all the mines and stuff they're they're maintaining that fragile order of or that fragile chaos whatever you want to call it uh as long as they can extract their minerals bring them into europe and then filter them out from there you know the belgians and the french and whatnot look into it it's really 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 dark the entire like diamond and mining trade in central africa with the uh with the belgians and the french um colonialism never really ended it's it's kind of crazy it's like similar to like with global warming and uh or like the sea levels rising it's always like let's let's take an issue we'll bring it out we'll we'll look at like what it's a part of you know in like this sort of like hegemonic way and then we'll sit we'll deflect and we'll say it's like something else that's in that same big umbrella so you know with really the big issue is like the oceans filling with microplastics and all the fucking pollution that we're dumping into the water and that we're making with waste, you know, with all the garbage that we make. Nobody ever talks about that. They always want to talk about CO2 being pumped into the atmosphere. And it's like, then they uh, target the people who are like the least responsible for that. But anyway, to go back to the EMP thing, we're just saying that, uh, or I'm saying that the reason I think that they would go after or make it happen is because it would it would uh, undermine people's power. You know, it would just take away what people have in terms of being able to do anything. And people would revert back to a pretty much primitive lifestyle where they're just focused on survival, on getting basic resources. And then you ex- you could exert max- maximum force on a very, very, very weak population. Because when you don't have hygiene... And you don't have um, plumbing and, you know, no running water that creates a whole litany of issues, you know? And then it's like, I mentioned this in a podcast uh, a few episodes ago when I hurt my back and I'm just thinking like, man, I'm out of it completely. What if I needed to go collect water? I needed to go chop wood. I needed to go. What if my family was like starving? What if some dude broke into my window and was like, like, give me, I'm, I'm living here now. What are you going to do about it? I'm like, oh man, probably nothing. Cause my back is messed up, <clears throat> you know? And it's like, that's the sort of stuff that we would, people would be contending with. And then, okay. All the stuff that we're talking about, like what people should be concerned about, it suddenly becomes not even comprehensible. Like, you know, you're thinking of, you're thinking of your immediate surroundings and your immediate survival. And that's, that's, uh, they, I feel like they would be able to take advantage. They would be in a much more powerful position with that. And then they would be able to funnel people into their smart cities, which they will build from the infrastructure that they are going to protect from any sort of EMP. And in these smart cities is where you will have your CBDCs and your entire smart grid. And they'll just pop up like mushrooms all across the country. And you'll have these feudal wild areas in between these mushroom smart cities and people who don't want to participate in this will live in that, but you'll have to contend with the highway banditry and you'll have to contend with the high degree maybe of hygiene related illness um, or higher related. But then if you want to live in those smart cities, it's like, what are you going to live under? You know, you're going to live under constant surveillance. You're basically going to be a Petri dish for science experiments, right? I mean, it's kind of uh, 
pretty interesting, but I definitely would say that uh, the life outside of those smart cities would be, because then you're like, you are, again, free to create, and you know you do have a, a, a violent, chaotic world to contend with, but you are your own, your destiny is ahead of you, as opposed to those smart cities where it's like, purely defined by some arbitrary authority who is like, just completely whacked out. I, I do agree with the smart city thing. Um, I, I just don't know uh, yet if they are gonna, you know, try to fry everything electrically. I think they, you know, they're gonna use technology to enslave humanity, one hundred percent. But um, I, I don't know what's gonna bring down the American system. I mean, obviously, there's gonna be some sort of banking crisis. Um, since the one in 2009 was never resolved and uh, we've been dealing with those same issues since then and uh, yeah I mean I, I think that's the problem is once the money goes and uh, the de-dollarization happens and you know it's funny because they talk about de-dollarization, de-dollarization, de-dollarization everywhere well, what were they doing before 9-11? Osama bin Laden is in Afghanistan. Osama bin Laden, terrorism, terrorism, Osama bin Laden. Osama yeah, right, Laden. exactly. They're just, you know? they're feeding the... it's just the... like, well, like, why? They're prepping us for something. You know what I mean? And that's the whole point. And that's what the programming aspect of the news is. It's programmed people, so when this event happens, they go back, like, look, we told you, um, and they have a paper trail to cover themselves. Um so don't be surprised if the banking crisis or the next crisis is well predicted by uh, the media elites because um, you know nothing happens by accident, nothing. And uh, and if it does, they, you probably wouldn't even know about it because <laughs> you only know about the things they want you to know about. And that's yep. the same thing on Fox News and everything. You know, you have to worry about the stuff they're not telling you. Yeah, they're telling you about like. World War Three, de-dollarization, all this other stuff. But what's really coming? You know, and, and you have to, I think people just have to have that a type of awareness and uh, kind of prepare themselves um, for the worst and hope for the best. Um, is uh, America going to become the new Mad Max? Is it going to become, like, Book of Eli uh, type thing? Well, I, don't, I don't know. I, I hope not. Uh, I think people have envisioned America for collapsing for quite a long time and it's not going to happen overnight um, but the, the COVID definitely showed us what these people are capable of it will and happen what will happen overnight though is kind of like the, uh, the the transition off the dollar I mean in a lot of ways or what could happen overnight is like you know a, a major bank collapse I mean, it really could actually yeah, yeah. happen overnight. I mean, that's the, that's the crazy thing. Like, some major institution. And that's the thing with the, the Tucker Carlson thing. I mean, it's that's not even that huge. I mean, he's a news anchor. But, it, I mean, it is huge in a way. Because it's just so... He's so influential uh, in that regard. But, um, no, dude. I mean, I don't know. I think that there's, there's like, so much... The, the system is so big, I feel like it is inevitably going to collapse. I, I don't think it's a, a question of if, it's, it really is when. And I mean, if you subscribe to, to Ray Dalio's research, you know, on, the, on, on how, um, you know, there are these cycles of history 
we are kind of like entering into this like kind of end stage really of of complete like you know really where where an empire is supposed to collapse if it happened with the dutch it happened with the spanish it happened with uh the british empire and now we're kind of like next up in line for that secession of where they they inflate the currency they debase the currency and that's uh ultimately what is their undoing and then there's some like rival power that comes up and either it wins in in a, a final war or some sort of like economic war or the the rival power and the dominant power destroy each other and then there's like new powers that come up so you know we don't know really how the the world is going to look in the next five to ten years they are talking about taiwan being like possibly 2025 i i if i remember right that being when they're talking about there being like a taiwan invasion but you never know the idea of uh you know the art of war is to constantly deceive the enemy you don't want them to know your plans at all i mean that is the art of war in general so always keep your enemy guessing so um yeah i guess we will see man but uh i think with that man we're we're gonna we're gonna close up the shop the optimal state shop we want to thank everybody for listening uh again check us out on uh on twitter we're we're kind of in that mess a little bit i mean you know a little bit hanging around shit posting here and there but uh, if you want to follow us over there and um, send us a message, leave us a comment, send us some hate even if you want. I mean, it's just nonstop over there. How much fun. people are just blasting each other. It's so funny because I, I took a good break from that nonsense. And now that I, I started back up with the show, it's like it's worse than ever. But anyway, at Optimal State Pod, that's where you can come check us out. Um, Adam, anything else uh, you want to leave the the fans with the people um enjoy your weekend everybody uh like i said pray for the best in this world because that's all we can really do and uh besides having a voice as well but prayers are very important so but all right well have a great weekend everybody and uh we'll catch you next time yeah we'll catch you next time thank y'all for listening to the optimal state podcast see you soon